if you are settling, if you know there's something gnawing at you because you should be doing more than what you're doing, there's an assignment inside of you that is not being fulfilled because of your disobedience and because you have allowed your ego to tell you that good is good enough, then you need to do the work. The greatness just needs to be pulled out of you. Just because someone can live with a disease doesn't mean they should. The overwhelming majority of prescriptions written today are written to treat lifestyle disease. Lifestyle disease is defined as conditions which can be attributed to the way in which a person lives. This includes things like physical activity, drinking, smoking, stress, the quality of our social connections, sleep, purposeful and professional alignment, and of course, our diet. But what if there was an alternative? What if before putting pen to pad, we had a comprehensive solution in lieu of pills and procedures? You are listening to the Plant Protocol Podcast for current and aspiring health professionals who are done with simply managing chronic lifestyle challenges and are interested in taking a whole food plant-based approach to combating them. I'm your host, Lisa A. Smith. It's time to come get this health. So we're talking about the art of not selling today, what to do when you're actually good enough. So one of the biggest challenges that most people have is not feeling like they're good enough, not feeling like they're qualified enough, not feeling like they're articulate enough. But today I want to talk to the people who are good enough and they're good enough might actually be getting in the way of them excelling. So who am I? I'm Lisa A. Smith. I am a plant-based health and business coach. I help plant-based vegans package their passion and their lifestyle into a health coaching business. So that is what I do. And I absolutely love what I do. All right. For many, many years, I ran my own plant-based health coaching business. And now I'm passionate about helping other aspiring health coaches or health professionals create their own plant-based coaching business. So that is what I do. And today I want to talk about settling. Today I want to talk about what to do when you're actually good enough. All right. Now this is a deviation for from where most people live, which is I'm not good enough. Most people live in this like I'm not good enough mind state. I'm not good enough for my dreams. I'm not good enough for my goals. I'm not qualified enough. I need to go out and learn more. I need to go out and do more. I need more experience. I need more information. And so many people feel like they're not good enough. However, there is a population of you all, and I know because most of you are in my ecosystem, there is a population of individuals who actually are good enough, right? Like they're making enough money, they have enough opportunity, you know, they are confident in what they know, they are confident in where they've been, they're confident in their experience, they're confident in their expertise, and so they're actually good enough. And we know this because those individuals are typically at the top of the food chain in their own private ecosystem, meaning this is you if everybody comes to you when they need to know something about X. Everybody comes to you when they need a problem solved, when they need help, help. People come to you because you are looked at as the pseudo expert in your circle, right? This is probably you, right? Like you are educated, you are articulate, 
you are doing pretty good in whatever your career is, you're comfortable, right? That keyword is comfortable, right? And you're good enough. You're good enough for what you do. You're good enough for what you want to do. And I want to talk to that population of individuals today because most of us are settling. If you are good enough and you find that you are at the top of the food chain in your personal ecosystem, I can almost guarantee you are settling. And so today I want to give you the cheat code for not settling when you are good enough. I'm going to provide two examples of this from my career and my current coaching and my masterminds to articulate this because I ran into this. I ran the risk of running into this and I actually had this issue early on in my coaching career. So here's the key. When you are good enough and you are at the top of the food chain in your ecosystem, meaning you are the smart one, you are the successful one, you are, you know, you the one who has mastery around the subject matter and people come to you and they ask you questions and people look up to you. More than likely, if you are where you've been for a while and you're not really seeing any upward mobility, you're not really seeing any opportunity to grow and get better, you are likely settling. And the reason you are settling is because your good has become the enemy to your great. So what that means is your goodness is stifling your greatness. Your goodness is stifling your greatness. Why? Because you have reached the top of the food chain in your ecosystem and there is no room for you to grow. Everyone taps you for information, for problem solving, but there's no one for you to tap. And for those reasons, your goodness is stifling your greatness. So if this is you, listen to me very closely because I'm going to tell you exactly what you need to do in order to get out of this cycle of my good has become the enemy of my great. Okay, so the reason your goodness is stifling your greatness is because of your ecosystem. There is no demand for you to be great because your good is better than most there is no demand for you to operate out of a spirit of excellence. There is no demand for you to go further, to go higher, to reach for more. Because you more than likely have already accomplished what most people aspire to, there is absolutely no pressure being applied on you to go from good to great. So when you are good enough and you have not intentionally curated an ecosystem that's going to demand you be great, you won't be great. And it's kind of crazy because most of us who are good enough and we have reached a point in our lives where like on the outside looking in, we might look successful. We look like we're growing. We look like we're poised to do amazing things, right? It may appear as if we are self-motivated. It may appear as if we are self-driven. But the fact of the matter is, Everybody needs to be in an ecosystem that demands greatness out of them in order for them to be great. I promise you. It doesn't matter how much of a unicorn you are. It doesn't matter how you, you know, how self-disciplined you are. It doesn't matter, you know, how self-motivated you are. If you are not in a proper ecosystem that is going to stretch you, 
that is going to challenge you, that is going to demand more out of you, more than likely you will fall victim to your goodness and your greatness will go untapped. More than likely you will fall victim to your goodness and your greatness will go untapped. So in order to go from good to great, you absolutely must put yourself in environments where you are no longer at the top of the food chain. So if your good has been good enough for months now, for years now, right? And you are, again, looked at as the successful one, as the smart one, as the one who's going to do amazing things. You've written books, you've started companies. You're just, maybe you just like um, went up the ladder in your C-suite position in corporate America. Like whatever it is, you know, no one else knows. Here's the thing about being good enough. When you're good enough, for whatever you're doing in life, when you're good enough, typically nobody knows but you that you're still settling. Does that make sense? Like when you are good enough, typically the fact that you are not operating out of your true capacity is low-key a secret. Because on the outside, everybody's looking in like, you're doing so good. Like, I want to be like you when I grow up. And so because you are at the top of the food chain in your ecosystem, everyone's aspiring to you, but you know privately that you have more that you aspire to. But the reason there is no gasoline in your tank and the reason you're not waking up and going after more and more and more is because you're getting all of these cheers from people around you who are so proud of what you've already done. But you know in your heart of hearts that there is more inside of you, that you could actually be showing up more, that there is more that you can be tapping into, but you're not in the proper ecosystem that's gonna demand that out of you, right? And so if this is you, if your good has been good enough, or if you know in your heart of hearts that there's more that you could be doing, more that you could be aspiring to, then you need to prioritize getting in new ecosystems that are going to push you and pull the greatness out of you. So let me give you a few examples because this ecosystem could be in the form of a coach that you employ. It can be in the form of a community that you join. It can be in the form of a mastermind that you join. It can be conferences that you decide to go to where you're no longer the most educated, you know, um, biggest earner in the room. If it's from a professional standpoint, you can go to personal development conferences. Like you need to be in a room where you are all that you go, where you go from the big fish to the small fish. Now, listen, let me be clear. This is only if you know that you have more inside of you and you truly desire to tap into it. Okay. So what I'm not doing is saying that everyone who has a good, comfortable life should just should not be okay with that and should strive for more. I'm not saying that. I'm talking to the people who live a good, comfortable life, but they know damn well they're leaving some greatness on the table. They know damn well there was something, there's an assignment inside of them. They are not giving their all to executing. I'm talking to the people whose good has been good enough, but they are over it. Like they enjoyed that good period but now they know they are called to be doing more. Should you be coaching somebody? Should you be mentoring somebody? Are there books inside of you that should have been written? Are there businesses, nonprofits? Is there volunteering opportunities that you should be tapping into? Like, where are you being just good enough in your life? And you know doggone well 
Like it may be causes you to lose sleep. It's something you think about privately. It's something that, you know, you are, there's something gnawing at you on the inside of you that you have been pushing down and suppressing because your good has been good enough, right? And so because your good has been good enough, there's literally no pressure being applied. So I'm talking to those people. I'm not talking to the people whose good is good enough and they're okay with it. Go ahead and coast that out. Live that out. Live your best life. But if there is something inside of you, an assignment inside of you that you know you are supposed to be pouring energy into in this season of your life and you're not doing it, I'm telling you the cheat code, the thing you should be not walking but running to is investing in a new ecosystem where you are no longer the big fish. You have to go from the big fish to the small fish. So let me give you two examples of this in real time, okay? So here's the thing about settling and being good enough, okay? It's usually not until we force ourselves to get into these ecosystems that we realize how small we're truly playing, right? We realize how small we're truly playing. And so this happened to me. So I started my career as a personal trainer and I was a personal trainer for many years. And my first company that I started back in 2015 was an online personal training company. And at this time, I was investing in learning as much as I can about running an online personal training company, okay? So several years ago, I went to Southern California and I went to a conference. And this conference was a huge conference for fitness professionals. And it was all about, you know, growing and scaling your fitness business, okay? So I went to this conference in Southern California and I went alone. Okay, so I didn't know anybody else there. I didn't, I wasn't planning on meeting anybody. Like, that's what I do. I, when I want to invest in my business, when I want to invest in myself, I, I pull the trigger and I go, right? I don't need anybody to come with me. And so I went to this conference in SoCal and the gentleman that was putting on the conference, he's really, really popular in the fitness world. And he was like, we're going to do a hot seat session. Now we're in this hotel conference room. There's easily at least a thousand to two thousand people at fitness professionals in the rooms, a lot of people, right? And he's like, We're about to do this hot seat session. He's like, So you're gonna get the opportunity if you want to line up to come up on stage and to ask me anything you want to ask me about your fitness business, and we're gonna work through, you know, what's going on in your business. Now, this is kind of scary, right? So you're in the room with all of these other fitness professionals different levels of success, right? Many of them multi-six-figure, seven-figure fitness business owners. Then you had me who was just kind of starting out out there. I was not, I wasn't even a six-figure owner yet. And so I'm in this room, super intimidated. I was one of a few people of color in the room. So they, these, we were not like alike from a earning standpoint. We were not alike from a demographic standpoint. Like I was like slightly uncomfortable. Okay. And he's like, I'm going to call some people up on stage, allow you to share what's going on in your fitness business, what you want to work through in your fitness business. And we're going to have a hot seat, a hot seat session. So I'm thinking I'm doing something just by being at the conference, right? I invested, I'm in the room. I'm at this fitness conference. I am like, I don't, I don't flew to Southern California or rented a car. Like I don't, I don't did the thing that people say do. I've invested in myself and I'm in the room. Like don't ask me for nothing else, right? 
So this was like a three-day conference. So over the course of that three days, I ended up meeting this gentleman there who was also there for the same reason. He had a fitness business and he had a, he was out of New York. And so this day that they were having the hot seat session, me and him went to lunch together, right? So we went, sat on the beach, we had lunch and we were talking business. It was a good time, right? Just met a colleague, right? And so I remember because the hot seat session was going to be immediately following lunch. So we get back from lunch and everybody's gathering back into the room and getting ready to continue the conference. And the host was like, you guys get ready. When we say go, you can run to line up to hopefully get on stage and have your one-on-one hot seat session. So the gentleman that I went to lunch with, he's like, you should do it. You should do it. And I'm like, what? I'm like, absolutely not. I'm not about to get up in front of thousands of people and be vulnerable, start talking about the problems I'm having in my business and I don't know what I'm doing. I'm like, I think I would, you know, be okay just listening to everybody else and I will learn a lot that way. (laughs) And he's like, no, you should go up there. He's like, you know, basically based on what you just shared with me at lunch, blah, 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 you should ask your questions. You should go. He kept nudging me, kept And I'm like, no, no. So then finally the host was like, all right, go. Whoever wants to come up, and participate in the hot seat session, run up here, get on stage, blah, blah, blah. And he just kept nudging me. And finally, I was like, epic. And I went and lined up and I got caught. I'm like shivering in my boots. Like, oh my God, who's this little black girl from Detroit coming up here talking about she owns a fitness business. And, you know, because everybody else were like seasoned. It was like mostly white men, to be honest with you. It was like mostly white men who were like gym owners, fitness business owners. And I was just like really like a fish out of water at this conference, y'all. But he he kept pushing me. He kept pushing me. And I ran up on stage and I sat across from Bedros. And it was funny because I had a bag that said I had a little little tote bag with all of my notebooks and stuff in it that said Detroit on it. So I'm on stage and I asked Bedros my question. I'm like, here's what's going on in my fitness business. This is what I need help with. He asking me questions and we went back and forth. You know, we, he helped me. He helped me out. I did it. My heart was pounding out my effing chest, y'all. Like I was so nervous. I'm like, all of these white men looking at me, <laughs> talking about my business. I got my little Detroit. And I think, I know I was natural. I might have had Bantu knots in. Like it was, it was given super black. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just like, I don't talk y'all language. Y'all don't talk my language, blah, blah, blah. But I know I can learn something from being here. It was all just all so uncomfortable. And this gentleman that I just met that weekend just nudged me, right? Like, go be great. Stop sitting here being good enough. Go be great. Go make your face seen. Go let your voice be heard and go get the help you came here to get. Okay. And I did it, y'all. I went up on stage and I had that conversation with Bedros. My heart was pounding from the moment I got on the stage to 10 minutes after I had already got off the stage. And I never forget. Here's what's so dope when you stop letting your good be your the enemy of your great. So, you know, went through the rest of the conference. Of course, I came off stage. My new friend, he was so proud of me. He's like, you did so good. I'm so proud of you. It was amazing, right? Because I'm, I'm in this ecosystem where I was being pushed to be great. But then when I got back home to Detroit, like, I don't know, maybe maybe a couple of days, maybe a couple of weeks, right? I ended up getting an email. And I got an email from a young lady. She's like, hey, I also run a fitness business in Detroit. And I actually just saw your clip 
from the conference on YouTube. She was like, when I saw you with the tote bag on your arm that said Detroit, I was, I had to look you up because I'm in the Metro Detroit area and I would love to talk to you and pick your brain about your fitness business. What are some things you're trying? And I just want to make the connection because it was so good to see somebody who looks like me at that conference, right? So listen, when you position yourself to be outside of your comfort zone, and then when someone nudges you and you respond to that nudge, you just literally never know who you're also inspiring, who you're also helping. And I know you guys know this, like this isn't new information, right? We all know that, you know, our story isn't just for us, right? It's our responsibility to turn our mess into a message, our test into a testimony, all the cliches, right? And I just want to highlight, though, that I thought being in the room was good enough, right? And I still needed somebody, even though I had took the time to buy the ticket, to fly to SoCal, to be at the conference. I'm like, being in this room, all these unfamiliar people is enough for me, right? But the push to do more, the push to not be good enough is what you need sometimes. And most of us lack the ability to nudge ourselves, to push ourselves. Most of us literally do not have what it takes to push ourselves. And I know this from being a personal trainer. Even as a personal trainer, like my best, you always had those clients who like, I ain't doing nothing but what the coach tell me to do. I'm not even gonna work out on my own. I'm only gonna work out when I meet with my personal trainer. (laughs) As a personal trainer, you always had clients like that who are just like, I said, how many days a week did you work out, client? The two days I saw you coach, like you always got those people. But then you always also have the clients who are willing to work out on their own, even when they're not with their trainer. But I can guarantee you it's the sessions with their trainer that are the most impactful, that are the hardest. Why? Because even those who are self-motivated, even those who are willing to work out, even when they're not with their trainer, are still not going to push themselves in those sessions when they're by themselves as hard as their coach is going to push them when they're in their PT session. And I remember that from being a personal trainer because I would have my clients who were super motivated to lose weight or super motivated to gain muscle or whatever their goals were. And they're like, I come see you on Tuesday and Thursday and then I go work out on my own another three, four days. But when they leave me, they like, why am I always sore after your sessions? Because even though you are self-motivated, even though you are super driven for your goals, even though you want it as bad as you say you want it, there is something about the human psyche that we always try and stay safe and familiar. We might push ourselves to do a few more reps, but our coach is going to make us squat a little deeper. Our coach is going to make us hold that stance a little longer. Our coach is going to make us go get five extra pounds to get the 25. Why you got the 15s? You know you can handle the 25 pounds. A coach is always going to position you to pull the greatness out of you, no matter how self-motivated you are. Let me give you two more examples before we wrap up here. Okay, wait, I hate to interrupt me, but this is just too good not to share. So the answer you have been asking for has arrived. You've probably heard me several times mention our specialized health coaches over at the Plant Protocol. Well, I am so happy to announce that our specialized plant-based health coaches are now ready to start accepting clients. 
So what you've probably heard me advertise before is our application for our plant-based coaching certification, right? That is our primary product at the plant protocol. We help plant-based vegans package their lifestyle into a health coaching business. However, I am so happy to announce that we are now currently accepting applications for those of you who desire to have a personalized plant-based one-on-one health coaching experience to help take your health from a liability to an asset. So what's the difference? So we now have two different tracks. One is for the individual who just wants to adopt a whole food plant-based regimen to combat chronic health challenges. And the other track is for individuals who are already plant-based vegan and desire to have their own health coaching business. The link to both is in the show notes. You click on that link and you decide, are you here to help myself or help others? And that is the track you choose. So if you are someone who's been battling chronic health challenges for three months or longer, and you really, really love the information you're learning about a plant-based lifestyle, but you know you can no longer do it yourself, you know you're not qualified to take it to the next level, maybe you've removed some animal products, done some things on your own, got a few results, but you need to go further, and it's time to attach yourself to a professional to do that, click that link in the show notes and apply for health coaching with us at The Plant Protocol. Listen, my plant-based professionals are sitting on ready to help you. Listen, if you're looking for diversity, if you're looking for culturally relevant information, if you're looking for somebody who understands the science, the lifestyle, and the mindset that's required to truly adopt this lifestyle, then we are what you're looking for. Won't he do it? Yes, he will. So listen, maybe you already live the lifestyle, But you know, you want to refine your journey a little more because you actually desire to become a coach one day, but you're not super confident in the way you live the lifestyle currently. You also want to click the link in the show notes so that you can become qualified for the certification because we help whole food plant-based vegans who have had a significant transformation, take that transformation and turn it into a health coaching business. So you're either battling a chronic health challenge and want to eradicate it or you're already living the lifestyle, but you want to refine it a little more so that you can pivot into your health coaching career. Either way, click that link in the show notes and come get this help. Now, where was I? So I'm in a mastermind and I run a mastermind, okay? So in the mastermind that I'm in recently, we were in our like one of our regular sessions and we're just kind of going around the room because it's a small group of us, like less than 10 of us, right? So it's a really intimate mastermind, right? And we were going around just kind of giving updates, right? (laughs) And one of my fellow masterminders that I'm in, this is not the one I run. I'm just, I paid to be in this one, okay? I paid a pretty penny to be in this mastermind. (laughs) And one of the fellow ladies in the group, she casually, I'm talking about casually, was like, oh, I just released my own mastermind group. She was like, I charged 30K for it. And she was like, and when I released it, I got eight people to sign up and then blah, blah, blah. She went on to tell the story because she was asking a question about something. And everybody was like, "Uh, what you just say? Back up, back up, back up. Did you just say you launched your own mastermind with the 30K ticket and eight people joined it? Did you just tell me you made a quarter of a million dollars? in like 48 hours and you're going to breeze past that. Like them is the type of ecosystems I'm in, right? I'm like, wait, what? So of course I'm sitting there like, Lisa, you ain't playing big enough, right? And so those are the type of like, 
I'm in communities that like I am not the big fish, right? And I and and I love that. Some of us we like being the big fish because let's be honest, it's ego, right? Some people need to feel needed, right? And so if you are in an ecosystem where you're the top of the food chain, you're the big fish, you're the successful one, you're the know-it-all, you're the master, right? For many of us, that feeds our ego. Me, it drains me. I'm not trying to be the one with all the answers all the time. I don't like it. Like I will much prefer because I've done the work on my ego. Let me not act like it came naturally. I've read books on ego. Like I study the ego because I saw it creeping up early on as an entrepreneur. I'm like, what are these feelings I'm having about around superiority and blah, blah, blah. Like I didn't like it. So I started studying the ego so that I didn't always have to be the big fish in the room and that I could be quiet and I could learn and I can be the small fish. Like I didn't, I didn't want my good to be the enemy of my great, right? And so anyway, you know, in this mastermind, right? One of my colleagues in the mastermind just straight up dropped like, yeah, I just made a quick 240K in the last 48 hours when I dropped my mastermind. But anyway, that ain't my question. That's how normal it is in my mastermind to do amazing things. (laughs) That everybody had to stop her like, can we just do a round of applause for you or something, right? And I'm not saying your goals have to be money. I'm not saying you have to be out here charging people. You don't have to do anything that makes you uncomfortable. But this example just happens to be about money, right? My point is though, I'm in spaces that force me to do more than what I'm doing because I desire to. I'm in spaces that force me to go after things that I normally probably would have cowered from, that I normally probably would have been scared of. It's a big deal. Let me give you one more example of how your ecosystem can pull the greatness out of you. So remember, I told you I'm in a mastermind. So that was that one. But I also run my own mastermind, okay? And so in my mastermind group, mine is intimate too. We have less than 10 people in my mastermind group. And... In my mind, this literally just happened last week, okay? So in my mastermind group, I was meeting with my masterminders. And <laughs> now my mastermind group is all about personal development and um, psychology. And it's all about growing beyond who you are as a person. So my mastermind group is not about nutrition. Most people know me for plant-based nutrition. My mastermind group is not about business. It's a personal development mastermind group that's designed to address your limiting beliefs. So most people have limiting beliefs about where they are in life, where they want to go in life and why they can't close the gap between where they are and where they want to be, right? And so my mastermind group is all about dissecting limiting beliefs about our personal lives and helping you up in that limiting belief so that you can really achieve what you want out of life. Okay, so that's just a short synopsis, right? So we don't talk about plants. We don't talk about nutrition. We don't talk about business. It's all about personal development, right? Why am I here when I want to be there? And why can't I seem to go from here to there? Okay. So last week, (laughs) y'all, in my mastermind group, this is what happened. So the mastermind group is started. I launched this mastermind in January. It is last week was mid-February. So in the course, in a matter of about six weeks, less than six weeks, one of my masterminds, they she came into the meeting and she made this major report. She was like, I just had this big breakthrough, y'all. She was like, based on what we talked about in our last session, then Lisa gave us this homework to do this. I did that. She was like, then I took it back to my therapist. I did that. 
She was like, I've made a major decision in my life. Here's what I'm going to do. And here's how I'm going to do it. And she was like, and since I made that decision, I've had two people coming to me asking for it. I can't believe it. She was like, I'm clear, y'all. I know what I want to do. I know how to get there. I'm owning what I really want. Here's what I'm going to do for my profession. Like the breakthrough was insane. Now, mind you, two weeks prior to this, she was nearly in tears in our session because she's just like, I don't feel deserving of what I want. Like, I don't feel like I'm worthy and I'm really like having an issue calling in what I want, right? And so I gave them this big assignment. It was called the Starfish Assignment. And it was about being able to take up space in the world. It was a really impactful assignment. And so I gave them that homework, blah, blah, blah. She comes back two weeks later. So last week, and she's like, I don't have a problem with it anymore. I'm deserving. I'm worthy. I talked about it with my therapist. I did the Starfish Assignment. I did the idea and this is how, and it's right. So we all like, what? Like, I'm like, what? Shocked. Everybody's going crazy. (laughs) So then we continue to go around the room and people giving updates. So we get to the next mastermindy. And I swear to God, the next mastermindy was like, it is no way. Let's say the one who had the breakthrough, let's say her name was Keisha. (laughs) So let's say Keisha had the breakthrough. So the next mastermindy, when it was her turn, to state, you know, what's going on with her or whatever. You know, let's say, you know, her name was Jane. Jane was like, there is no way in the hell I'm about to let Keisha have all of the wins and all of the success. Bump what I was about to say. She was like, she just motivated me. I'm about to get all my stuff. It is no way that Keisha is about to have these within two weeks, have all of these breakthroughs and all of these life things happen. And I'm not on my stuff. Sorry, I like I'm a little competitive. I don't mean to be whatever, but there is no way I'm about to I don't invested the same amount of money as she did to be in here. And there's no way that I'm not about to have my breakthrough. I was like, let's go, Jane. Let's go. This is what a proper ecosystem will do for you. Yeah, I'm your coach in this mastermind. And I know I'm gonna say some stuff that's gonna make you get on it, but it is nothing like being in a community of people and watching someone else who had the same access to information that you did, who got the same homework assignment that you did, who's been in the same meetings that you've been in. And there's nothing like watching them go crazy and excel and you still like kind of dragging your feet a little bit because you have some apprehension, which you are allowed to have, but you also know privately when you're not doing as much as you can do to combat the apprehension. And that's exactly what happened with Jane. She's like, nah, Keisha not about to be the only one winning up in this mastermind group. Thank you for that testimonial. Thank you for that breakthrough. It just gave me, it just added the fuel to my fire that I needed. If you are settling for being good enough, I can guarantee you it's your ecosystem. There is, where's your push to do more? Where's your push to be uncomfortable? Where is the call to be great? So if you know that you are at the top of the food chain, if you know that you are the pseudo expert, the successful one, the whatever, like I'm the first person in my family, for example, to be like a full-time entrepreneur, to be like really like paying bills with my own business. Like there's other people who own businesses in my family. But as far as somebody who's like living a high quality of life, you know, on track to become, you know, a multi-seven figure entrepreneur, like this is all new territory. Right. And so if I don't have anybody in my ecosystem, my personal ecosystem that I can go to for questions and answers and guidance and mentorship, 
my mentor that I have, I sought her out. She actually used to be one of my personal training clients when I was a personal trainer years ago. She's a multi seven figure black female business owner who's one of the few females in her field. She works in the automotive industry. And I knew I didn't have access to what's required to be a multi seven figure business owner in my family or in my friend circle. So when she became a client, when I was a personal trainer, I took her out to lunch and asked her point blank, period, will you mentor me? She said, yes, we've been like this ever since. I go over her house every couple of months. She invites me out to different fundraisers. Like I've been to events and watched her get lifetime achievement awards. Like she's my mentor because I went out and intentionally pulled her into my ecosystem. I invest to be in communities where I am not the big fish, right? I have two coaches that I invest in, right? And here's the thing, just like with that conference example I used earlier, just being in the room is not enough. This is not an invitation for you to go out and invest and then just sit there and just be like, okay, well, I'm in the room. Like Lisa said, don't be the big fish in the ecosystem. I'm not the big fish anymore, but then you're still quiet. You're not showing up. You're not raising your hand. You're not sitting at the front of the class. You're not demanding to get your problem solved. You're not unpacking your personal limiting beliefs. You still just sitting there with your insecurities watching everybody else. That's not it. You get minimal credit for getting in the room. You get the most credit for taking advantage of the room, okay? And so if you are settling, If you know there's something gnawing at you because you should be doing more than what you're doing, there's an assignment inside of you that is not being fulfilled because of your disobedience and because you have allowed your ego to tell you that good is good enough, then you need to do the work. Invest in the coach, invest in the mastermind, ask somebody to be your mentor. This literally just happened to me. One of my um, really good friends and colleagues she recently just moved out of the state. And so we, we had this big going away party. And during this going away party, you know, several people were standing up and saying kind words about her, saying kind words about everybody in the room. It was super cool. And one of the people who is in one of my coaching programs, she was there at the going away party and she stood up and she said great things about the coach that was moving and me, right? Because we're both her coaches. And people heard that. And one of the ladies that was in attendance and heard that she came up to me after the going away party and she was like, I need a mentor. Will you be my mentor? (laughs) And I was like, let's talk about it. Here's my number. Here's my email. I was like, email me if you're serious and you want to, if you really want mentorship, I'm not going to tell you yes off the bat because I need to know what your needs are and I need to know if I'm really qualified to help you. I was like, but email me and we'll set something up. She emailed me, right? I sent her the link to book a call with me. She booked a call with me. We got on the call. I was like, okay, tell me what you're trying to do. Tell me where you at. Tell me what your challenges are. And I'll tell you if I can mentor you. And she told me she's starting her own fitness business. And here's what she needs help with. I said, have you had anybody pay you for your services yet? She said, no. I said, okay, here's your assignment. I was like, you have 30 days to go out and get your first paid client. I don't care what you charge them. I'm not dictating none of that. I was like, but I want to see you put the effort in to secure your first paid client because it sounds like you've done a lot up until this point. You're not starting from ground zero. You got some value. You have an offer. Go out and get somebody to agree to your offer, okay? I was like, if you can do that, you got 30 days to complete this homework assignment. I was like, if you can do that, we'll meet back up in 30 days and I'll talk about mentoring you, 
Okay. So after 30 days, I emailed her. Did you make your homework assignment? Did you get your first paid client? She emailed me back. Not only did I get one, I got two. I said, let's go. Now look at this. All this time, I don't know, it's been many, many months, probably over a year, because she's been doing certifications and all of this for her fitness uh, stuff, nutrition certifications, all of this. It took me coming in and saying, you got 30 days to get this done and let me see you be a boss. And the only thing that was on the line was that she would get continued access to me. And she did it. I'm pretty sure she didn't get no brand new skill set in 30 days. All she needed was somebody to pull the greatness out of her. So she came. So after 30 days, we just had our our 30 day follow up like last week or something. And I went crazy. I was like, yo, you didn't get one. You got two paid clients just because mentorship was on the line. She's like, I sure did. I said, say less. I said, in exchange for the work you just put in to prove to me that you have what it takes to get the job done, I am going to mentor you, of course, at no charge for six months. I was like, at the end of that six months, this is what's going to happen. But you will get me at no charge for six months as your mentor. She like, yes. I'm telling y'all, I'm telling y'all, the greatness just needs to be pulled out of you. That's it. You don't have anybody in your life who is demanding more, either because your ego has got the best of you and you like being at the top of the food chain. You need to feel needed. So you want people coming to you. You want to solve people's problems. You want people asking you questions. You like being like the boss, the celebrity in your ecosystem. Maybe that's it. And if, if that's where you want to live, then ride the wave on that. That's cool. Let your ego do that. But for those of you who know you are great, but you have the potential to be exceptional, I'm telling you right now is because you have absolutely nobody who is demanding greatness out of you. And for that reason, your good has become good enough and you are settling. So I think those were enough examples to articulate the fact that the first thing you need to be doing, if there's an assignment inside of you that has been stifled for far too long, is to seek out an ecosystem. It could be a community. It could be a coach. It could be a mentor. Seek out somebody who can see the greatness in you and give you assignments, give you perspectives, give you opinions that is going to help you see things differently. And listen, if you're like, I don't even know where to start with a community. I don't even know how to find a coach in my field. I will start with events. So get into event spaces where your people are, right? And so like, that's like what I, example I used earlier when I went to that fitness conference when I was a personal trainer. Your coach is probably in that conference. Your community, the mastermind community that you need to be in is probably at that conference. Like the most recent mastermind that I joined, that I paid to be in, I joined it because I went to a live event. I went to a live event last November and they presented the mastermind and I joined it. So start with events in your, like if you're a writer and you're like, I should have been writing New York Times bestsellers. Where are the writer conferences at? Where are writers gathering? Like you need to get in the ecosystem where your people are so that you can tap into the resources and the communities and the coaches that they're using to do amazing things. So start by investing in a live event or it could be a virtual live event, whatever it is. And figure out who y'all going to for this. Like, who's your writing coach? Like, 
who was your coach for, you know, publishing? What publishers are y'all using? How did you write two books in a year? And I'm working on my first one in five years. Where are you being pulled at? Like what is happening? Right. And I see this happen all the time. And my coach in the plant protocol and the plant protocol, I help plant based vegans package their lifestyle into a health coaching business. And during our, we meet twice a month and I'm constantly challenging them. I'm constantly trying to pull greatness out of them. I'm constantly pulling rank on them. Like you say you're going to do that, but you're not going to do that. Nope, I'm not going to allow you to do that. Here's what we're going to do instead. Like that's what you need. You need someone who's going to see your blind spots because even the best surgeon could not do surgery on themselves. I don't care how sweet you are. I don't care how sweet you are. I don't care how sweet of a, hairstylist you are, an accountant you are, a writer you are, a coach you are, a doctor, a nurse, a lawyer, a HR person. I don't care how sweet of an artist you are, a designer you are. Everybody needs somebody who sees their blind spots. Even the best hairstylist can't do their own hair as sweet as somebody else can. Even the best surgeon cannot do surgery on themselves. And so if you're not somewhere where pe- when people have mastery around the subject matter that you have and they can see your blind spots like nah you making that decision from a lack of confidence you're not making that decision from data right like that's what i do with my coaches inside the plant protocol like that don't make sense oh you you overwhelmed right now so you just feel like you're gonna drop everything nope we don't get to make decisions when we overwhelm just sit with the overwhelm for a second and we'll come back and reevaluate this later right like that's what i do with my coaches. i see their blind spots right? I help them become better decision makers. And that's what my coaches do for me, right? We just all pass it down. That's it. Okay. So if you're settling, that's my advice. Go get somewhere and curate a proper ecosystem. If you're okay with settling because your ego says you want to boss up, then stay where you are. Until next time, y'all. Talk to you later. Bye. You tuned in today because like me, you're a disruptor. You're passionate about health and you have firsthand experience of taking a whole food plant-based approach to combating chronic health challenges. You want to see lifestyle and dietary modifications become the norm in the way in which we practice healthcare. However, you need mastery around nutrition and lifestyle science, a better understanding of behavior change to improve client compliance, and confidence in your ability to effectively coach clients to adopting those lifestyle modifications. You need the plant protocol. Visit theplantprotocol.com to apply and let's work together to improve the way in which we care for our most prized possession, our health. Thank you so much for listening today. If you enjoyed what you heard, please consider rating and reviewing this podcast. Until next time, remember, radical obedience is still undefeated. Stay obedient.